0: Welcome to Munchies. My mama says bad words. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Hey, I, I did it.
1: Good job. Hmm. Finding the right jeans is hard. Accepting your jeans is even harder.
0: Whether you wear boyfriend or bootcut, high rise or low rise.
1: This podcast will teach you to love the genes you're in. I'm Rachel. And I'm Tina. And we're going to use modern research to bust diet myths and get real about body after baby.
0: We're going to take you on a journey of unpacking your old beliefs about food and weight so you can learn to nourish your body and raise body confident kids. So put your booty in a chair
1: and let's talk mom jeans.
0: Welcome to season four of Mom Jeans. This season is called the Bite Size Education Series, where we give you quick bits of science and psychoeducation to help you in your journey towards
1: body respect. This season, we will be answering your listener questions and interviewing amazing experts to expand your knowledge. So get ready for easily digestible, pun intended, pieces of education in podcast form. And in this week's episode,
0: we are so excited to be interviewing Tammy Beasley, registered dietitian. Tammy has practiced as a registered licensed dietitian specializing in eating disorders within multiple levels of treatment over three decades. As the first eating disorder dietitian certified with IADEP in 1993, she served as the director of IADEP certification from 2013 to 2017 and most recently co-wrote the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics Standards of Practice for Eating Disorder Dietitians. Tammy joined Alsana Eating Recovery Communities in 2015 and is responsible for the Clinical and Culinary Nutrition Program development, implementation, and training as Vice President of Clinical Nutrition Services. We cannot wait to dive in with this expert dietitian,
1: so let's get to it. Welcome, welcome to this week's episode of Mom Jeans. Ah, I'm so excited! Y'all, Tammy Beasley is here, and um, if you have not met her in person, just wait. You will, if you're a professional, meet her, and you will literally immediately fall in love because Tammy just brings that kind of aura with her, and is it Aura? 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 Tammy, I'm pregnant, so like I, my, uh, my brain awesome. is like with, anyway, <laughs> Tammy just brings that aura with her where you literally just want to snuggle up in her lap and listen to everything that she <laughs> says, so get ready for an amazing podcast episode, so welcome, Tammy.
2: <laughs> well, thank you, Tina, Rachel. I have been looking forward to hanging out with you guys, and Tina, I feel like I could literally say the same thing about you when I first met you it's like all of a sudden you're like the energy in this room just changed what so yes so we go back to your California days
1: I know Mm -hmm. yeah don't let my Texas people hear that I am from California (laughs) do not shame me they knew that already yes but yeah we go it goes back and now we hear here we are like what 10 years later (laughs) still Tammy's I know
2: it I know it. it
1: Exactly. So y'all, Tammy is here to talk about the sponge analogy and we will dive into that And so you can know what the heck we are talking about. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to talk about sponges today, huh? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Tell us a little bit
0: about who you are. We're singing your praises, but tell our listeners just a little bit about who you are and then yes, dive into the sponge analogy because that is why we brought Tammy on. She has an amazing analogy to explain gut health and Specifically for me who's not a dietitian here, it, it breaks it down in ways that even a simple therapist can understand.
2: So yes, <laughs> introduce yourself and then please dive okay. in. Okay, I am Tammy Beasley. I am a registered dietitian, um, very passionate about working with clients who um want to discover a nourishing relationship with food and body again. And we're not talking just physical nourishment, we're talking emotional nourishment that um, food can provide us as well. um, I'm a mom of two sons. My oldest is getting married August, October 9th, and I'm getting a daughter, so I'm at super pumped about that. That's just, that's keeping me very focused this fall. Um, I've been in the field for 36 years, but about 31 in eating disorder treatment. And I am fully recovered myself. And it overlapped my first few years as a dietitian. So boy, do I know shame really, really well. And say in almost every presentation I ever give, shame is a soul eating emotion. That is a quote and, you know, disordered eating and judgment around food just lives and breeds in shame. So anything I can do to help someone um, reduce shame around something that their body's doing that they don't understand, or something about food that, that they don't understand. um, It's an honor. So That's fine. So
1: yeah, we're bringing you on to talk about gut health. And this is, this could literally be an entire podcast, a whole podcast dedicated to gut health. But we're going to try to do it in a short burst, a bite-sized burst. Boop, there we go. There's our little tagline for this season. And who better to bring on but Tammy to talk about her infamous sponge analogy. And so please tell us, what is it?
2: Well, it all started um, when I found a very old dried sponge under my sink, probably 26 years ago. I've been hanging out with sponges for a long time and just really had a moment of like that light bulb moment of like, oh my goodness, you know, this is what a dried sponge looks like. And then, then it started connecting with my mind that. You know, this is so similar to what um, a malnourished gut probably looks and feels like. So I wanna back up a little bit. Um, we know that um, our body needs consistent energy all throughout the day. And yet our, our obsessed diet culture society loves to tell us differently that we can't eat this or can't eat that or can't eat this time of day or that time of night. And it is just no surprise that our guts are kind of jerked around, honestly, with fueling our body, then not fueling our body and then giving it this or giving it that. So um, the the reason I love this sponge analogy so much is that if you, I'm holding it, I know you can't see it, but These two sponges literally came from the same pack, but one sponge is used like it was meant to be used. It is um, consistently watered and, um, you know, uh, does its function and does it well. And the other sponge has really been neglected for lack of a better way to say it. And the difference here is not only in function, but in size and in pliability. If you can, I don't know if you can hear me. Can you hear that? Hey, okay. I am scratching on the dried up sponge. It is about, um, oh my goodness, what? Like.
1: I'm gonna take a picture, Tammy, because it okay. literally is so noticeable. Look at these okay. sponges. Same the sponges. Sponge.
2: And I'm oh a, my God, I'm gonna turn it sideways, okay?
1: okay That's
2: important to see. okay. With the clients that I work with, probably the most consistent um, I guess complaint, frustration, and really struggle they have is with their guts. When they are in treatment, learning to fuel their bodies again, it's inevitable that, their gut is just going to hurt. It's going to be bloated. It's going to be painful. And it's so, it makes so much sense to assume that it's the food that's causing that, That's it's food's fault or even more so, it's my fault as the dietitian on the team because you're making me do this. And I told you that I don't need that, want that, like that, can't have that but let's back up a little bit and talk about it. So we know that our bodies are incredibly um, brilliant. Our bodies love us so much. Um, we, We always talk about trusting our bodies, but we kind of forget that our bodies also have to mutually learn to trust us again too. So when we're losing trust with our bodies, our bodies are also losing trust with us. So when you think about what happens if, If your body sees that, whoa, different, you know, I'm not getting enough energy to meet my needs today, or all of a sudden I've stopped eating all dairy products because my person read something on the internet that said they shouldn't eat that. Whatever the reasons are, they give those things up. The body with the the, the less nourishment or energy that comes in, the body's got to decide what is the most important thing for me to do right now. The most important thing is to keep my heart beating and my brain functioning. So everything the body begins to do begins focusing on, okay, if I don't have enough energy to make that happen, I'm gonna to have to give it up because my heart and my brain need it most. That's a beautiful um, like relationship the body has. It will literally give everything up for the heart and the brain. But what happens if we tend to forget is that one of the things that we that the body has to give up is literally even the creation and the making of digestive enzymes. Think about it. If the body isn't using its gut fully and it's not eating a certain food that it naturally has an enzyme to, to help break it down, the less it's it's seeing that food come into the body the less it needs that digestive enzyme. So it makes sense that the body's going to go, I don't need that. If I need energy for my heart and brain, I'm going to have to give that up. So it's not that it doesn't care about it. It's just that the body's having to prioritize. So over time, the gut begins um, literally not only the lining of the gut begins um. Becoming kind of, you know, really not pliable. Not like if you see me like pressing on this dried up sponge, I can press as hard as I can press and I can't even get it to bend. I mean, it is like a rock compared to this. And I can just boom, you know, I can just fold it up in my hand. So here we are with a malnourished gut that has lining of the gut and function that's just not been used. So it's kind of lost its ability. It's lost its size and its function, but it's also lost the digestive enzymes that it needed to make the food actually break down and absorb in our system like it's meant to do. So the thing that we forget is that a digestive enzyme is protein and fat and carbohydrates are what make it work. So think about if you're not getting enough energy into the body and the body's got to prioritize and say it's not getting enough protein or fat, it's not going to waste that on, you know, a digestive enzyme because it's going to protect it for the brain cell if it possibly can. So, so you've got, um, lack of, of the tools that help the gut work. So what I wanna show you is what happens when you begin eating that food again or trying to nourish your body more um, in recovery from an eating disorder. I'm gonna use a water bottle and I'm gonna pour it onto this little tiny dried sponge and I want you to tell me what happens, Tina and Rachel. So when I pour it, do you hear that? Can you hear that at all? We can.
1: Okay. Yeah, it, I feel so sad for that person. <laughs> but, yeah. Yes,
2: that that dripping you heard was literally the water. I'm going to do it again and I want you to see how the water will sit on top. I can like I could literally it'll pour off, but it's I can absorb it, it. And it just stays on top in a in like a little pool. It's to, it drips off and then a little bit absorbs, but not very much, okay? So hold onto that. So not only did it have the, it didn't even have the capability of absorbing it, um, it, it lost it, it couldn't use it. it. It ran off the side, that's important to note. But where it was able to soak up, it took extra time to do that. It wasn't a fast process. And it's a famous Southern word, poof. <laughs> right mm-hmm. if you very can see scientific. Mm-hmm. it is do you see the poof yes right there okay if you're looking at this you can begin seeing this dried up sponge become distorted because it only expands right where a few drops of water came in so we've got this expansion here and then way over here we've got a poof here and the amazing thing is one time I left the sponge in my hotel room after doing a talk four hours later i come back from dinner and i look at my sponge and it it had continued to morph and distort and literally the bottom half was dried and stiff and the top half was just you know sticking out in all these areas because it had kept like soaking and slowly absorbing but it couldn't do it well so compare that to a, a sponge or gut that's used all the time like it was meant to be used. So I'm going to pour the water bottle into this sponge. Okay? First of all, is there any any puddle or pool on the top? No, Not I at can all. Absorb it right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can literally, and I've done it before, I can gradually pour this entire water bottle into the the whole thing oh, so the I've done it before and it just absorbs look at that wow. stop side by side wow. holding it it knew exactly what to do with it what I'd like to point out is that the water went in and dispersed everywhere that's important where you see this the water only goes in in a small area and, and and protrudes that area. That's the pain in the gut. That's the bloatedness and the distention from a gut that's not really nourished well or consistently, or doesn't have the digestive enzymes as part of that process to even functionally break something down so you could absorb it. But this sponge, man, it knew exactly what to do. It immediately took care of it. There was nothing that was waste. It just took it everywhere it needed to go all through the sponge, um, like ready and alert. And what I also like to point out is that, and most clients like to point this out, is that, whoa, 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 wait a minute. That sponge is heavier now. Oh, my goodness. And like, absolutely, of course it is, because it's full of nourishment. It's full of water. And that's exactly why I'm pouring it out now by squeezing it. your body's using that nourishment all between the filling up and the nourishing the body so we call that poop (laughs) we call it it poop (laughs) or energy dispersing
0: throughout your body yes
2: energy it's (laughs) also energy dispersing but for energy includes poop and pee yes it
1: does well i think (laughs) it's Clients come in and they're like, Yeah, they're scared of yes. this number, right? Well yes. I am you know, for those that are really struggling, I'm weighing more after I eat mm-hmm. or I mm-hmm. my my stomach does distend appropriately because You just put food in your body and it's like, yeah, guess what? That's so safe. That is something that needs to happen. And guess what? Guess what happens? And I say poop because you're squeezing it and we can hear it just rain out, right? Like that your body does pee, it poops, it absorbs this energy and it truly doesn't hold on to that particular, you know, weight because it's Mm -hmm. pooping, it's peeing Right. And so our body right. all day long is having this consistent fluctuation because we're taking in food. We're expelling food, exactly. taking, in food expelling taking
2: it, food. absorbing, expelling, taking, absorbing, expelling. And I love to show that. It, did it change in size? Not at all. You know, it it stayed literally the function that that gut stayed, stayed the same. There was no, again, distinction. There was no um, uh, poofing. It just knew what to do. And what I love to, it, like you said, Rachel, the you can tell that the water has absorbed in every little sponge cell. And I think that is a very important thing to think about too, because here there was only a little channel that the water could go through in that dried up sponge. It, it wasn't capable of going everywhere. It could only go in a little section. The more I use the dried up sponge, it will become this. If you put this over and over and over in water, it restores itself to this, but it takes time. And it's important to realize that we can't really rush that process, but there's hope in that process because this will absolutely become this again. And you can see here too, where the water has, come, has absorbed in that dried up sponge. I'm getting a little bit more and flexibility there how scary for a client who doesn't understand this and all of a sudden there's pain and bloatedness and they're scared and they don't know why it's happening I think this will
0: help I think that hope is so important because to your point when you start start re-nourishing that gut it doesn't feel great right away. It is uncomfortable. No, It, it doesn't. It might not feel like this is the quote unquote right thing to be doing. Mm-hmm. So to your exactly. point, it takes time in order to get to that space, but that is what your gut was designed to do to adequately absorb it yes. and then to be able to disperse it appropriately mm-hmm. throughout your entire body. And, it,
2: and I love, you know, the gut knows where to take it, knows, knows to send it, knows to send that energy and to send, that waste it knows what to do with the food that we give it um so much hope in that and i think it takes some of the shame and judgment from the process of trying to re-nourish our bodies or you know bring in more more uh variety into our 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 meal plan. The variety we know is so important for multiple reasons, but um, we know it also is a, like those who have more variety in their daily nourishment actually are the ones, if they're being treated for an eating disorder, they're the ones that have the stronger recovery. Um, it's, it's been proven over and over and over. Another thing that I like to bring up about sponges in relationship to the gut is the fact that our gut produces 90% of our body's serotonin. And serotonin is the neurotransmitter or hormone that that we're kind of probably familiar with that really kind of brings that that peace and calmness. And if our gut produces 90% of it, this would be this gut, but what about this gut? a gut that doesn't have the ability to really flex and move and function, you're gonna get less and less serotonin um, on just a daily basis from your gut alone. And it's sometimes that has been the really magic moment for some clients because they're feeling anxious, they're feeling depressed, um, they're also malnourished and they're like, I don't even care about nourishing my body because I'm already depressed and anxious anyway. That's not going to help any. But the, but the connection of being able to see that actually the gut is where we make 90% of our serotonin that releases anxiety, that reduces depression. The more nourished our gut is, the more ability it's going to, it's going to restore to make that serotonin in the first place, and we also know that if there's any medication involved, medication into an, a malnourished gut is just not going to flow very well. It's not going to be dispersed throughout. It's you know it's going to get stuck. But medication in a sponge that's flexible and pliable and used consistently, that medication is going to absorb and go exactly where it needs to go. So for double reason, um, nourishing our gut is actually one of the best gifts we can give to ourselves if we struggle with depression.
1: I'm thinking about those clients that are like, okay, I, I believe that I have an allergy. I believe I have an intolerance to something. And you know, hopefully in our first episode of this week, you know, talking about gut, you'll be able to get a little bit more kind of education and steps towards that uh, for our listeners. But if someone is truly confused, what are your thoughts on that? Like, what are first steps? When do they seek medical attention? Like, how do we know when you actually are having a gut that is malnourished or possibly malnourished and an intolerance and an allergy or just an allergy? It's confusing. It is
2: very confusing. Um, first of all, just again, if there's ever an immediate reaction of shortness of breath or swelling, um, that would be immediate medical Attention. So just need to make sure that we say that. Um, but when we go to, you know, the more typical things that, you know, that concern someone about, you know, I just don't think I'm, I, I, think I'm, you know, not tolerating that well, it makes my stomach feel bad. What do I do? I think w- what I know we, we do at Alsana, the first place we start is truly nourishment itself. It is, and at that point, depending on how severe the malnourishment might be, we just want nutrition in. So in the beginning, we're trying to literally take the foods that are the most well tolerated and get enough of that energy in to begin healing the gut, which also begins healing the brain. So as we, as the gut becomes more nourished, the brain becomes more nourished, which means the thoughts are more clear. So you're able to kind of discern where fears are coming in. You're able to discern um, whether your thoughts are, you know, like, where did I, where did I learn that piece of information? And, you know, how, how does that how is that functioning for me? How is that helping, helping me make the choices around my food? I don't know if that, that part makes sense, but then I like we'd like to just kind of um, really sit and talk through what I would call um, a food timeline where you're just kind of looking at, okay, let's talk about the food that you may be afraid of that you feel like you're not, you can't tolerate. When did that start? let's talk about that. What else was going on? Was it a period of time where you were, you know, all nourishment was being reduced? Was it a period of time where you were only eliminating that one food? How long has that happened? What are your symptoms around it? We, um, we love to work with uh, safe, um, what we call safe food hierarchy, where we will work, we'll talk with our clients and the foods that they are most fearful of, we we kind of separate them out and try to get like a, a least to most um, hierarchy of what's the least feared and the most feared. And as our body is more nourished, we will begin just gradually um, reintroducing the, the least feared of that food category, if that makes sense. And But it also requires, um, I think, anxiety and stress do a lot to our gut that we're not sometimes aware of. So I think it is really important that that, you know, you feel safe, confident, breathing, that you just slow down your anxiety, you know, in the sense of trying something like stepping in to try a food that you haven't tried in a while, say it's dairy products, and your most feared might be milk, um, but the least feared might be yogurt. So we would start with the yogurt, but I would also want to start when your body is is being nourished consistently and when you are in a space that you can um, kind of stay um, more curious, And compassionate than fearful and stressed so i think it really does require compassion curiosity um, calmness around trying something and um does that yeah i think
1: this is like literally the the pure definition of gentle right (laughs) where it's like uh let's be nice to our bodies we're literally not trying to torture them we're really just trying to like connect to that Mm -hmm. body attunement. So we're trying to do it in a gentle way, Mm -hmm. right? You're not trying to slam like, okay, you haven't eaten dairy in five years. Great. Let's start off with like dairy at every meal and like 17 servings of dairy a day. And I hope you get diarrhea. You know, it's like, (laughs) no, we, we can start with a yogurt Mm -hmm. after you've been fueling your body Very consistently for whatever period slow of time
2: and consistent and I you know I would like you said I wouldn't try five different dairy products all at one time you want to just kind of try one at a time and um and then kind of sit and pay attention to you know how how is it um what what's coming up you know what fears emotions are coming up what body feelings are coming up. Cause a lot of times, you know, you may think, Oh my goodness, my stomach's hurting. But when you really look closer, it's anxiety and it's showing up in your gut, you know, and your guts going, Oh, you know? And so instead of it actually being my stomach's hurting, it's actually like, Oh, I'm actually pretty anxious here. And recognizing that it's showing up in our gut. Um, I think um, I love to, uh, I love to do the timeline. Like I mentioned, I love to kind of um, ask prompt questions to kind of dig deep, like um, what does the elimination of dairy mean to me? Like, what does it give me? What do I get from it? What function does that serve in my life? What What do I gain? What do I lose by not having this food? Um, And maybe in that um, curiosity experiment, you might realize that, man, I really miss my grandmother's homemade ice cream. And I remember how much fun it was at Fourth of July to have that. So so you're able to kind of broaden um, uh, your your focus around not just, you know, I can't have that, but like, but what have I given up around that? And, um, and that it's bigger than just the food itself that you might also have given up community or freedom to go to Baskin Robbins ice cream or, you know, whatever it is that um, I think we need to recognize and put the two kind of side by side and see that it's that, you know, The setting aside a certain food actually is probably more than just setting aside something made of carbon, protein, hydrogen, oxygen, that kind of thing, you know, bigger than that.
0: I think you're hitting the nail on the head with why this topic is so confusing, because diet culture has come in and hijacked this concept of gut health so much that you're right. A lot of people are making these decisions based on the word you said, which was fear and anxiety. A dietitian is talking about fear and anxiety. Those are therapist words, but do you see why? Because this is all so entangled now. It's not just about the enzymes and the yogurt. It's about all the like morality behind certain foods and the fears about foods and the fears about bodies. And it's just, there's so many different layers. So I think this is a great journal prompts because it's asking all of you who are listening and wondering about this whole concept of gut health can you take a step back and look at is there more to your your food choices or your physical discomfort than just
2: the actual nutrients in the food product? Exactly, I love that, and it's a it's a therapeutic skill set. But um, dietitians working in kind of this space, um, you know, we where it's it's such a collaborative relationship with the therapist. We go hand in hand, but that the whole concept of of putting a little bit of space between an emotion or, or like, um, say like dairy is bad, you know, or, or dairy is, um, is poison. I don't know, you can make up whatever statement it is. Then being able to stop and just put a little space before that by, by acknowledging that I'm having a thought that dairy is bad. I loved it. What I feel like that does is buy, buy a little space, buy a little time before the shame flood starts, you know, uh, carrying you with it and tumbling you over because of the shame you've, you've attached to a certain food or, you know, what diet culture has said about this or that. So being able to step back and go, okay, I'm having a thought that dairy is bad. Where did I get that thought? Who told me that thought? You know, what did Tina tell me? about, it. <laughs> you know, and, and kind of like, there's just a little bit of, 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 safety net when you can step back and go, okay, that's a thought where that thought come from, you know, and, and um, what's the, who told me that message? What has my body told me about that? Um, and just kind of been able to separate a bit so that you can, you know, I think we have, we obviously have a lot more ability to kind of shift a thought than we do an emotion in the middle of an emotional sled. Almost impossible at that moment. So I
1: think, all right, we can literally keep going for hours because we have just scraped the surface, (laughs) right? We haven't even gotten into the full meat of this. However, you know, to keep it bite-sized, we are going to kind of wrap it up. So, Tammy, are we, will we be able to post the Alsana sponge analogy handout on our website under your episode? Oh, absolutely. All right. So sure. listeners, you will find it on our website in the show notes uh, for the podcast. We will link that sponge analogy, so that you could also simultaneously have the visual. We'll post these pictures of lovely Tammy holding up these sponges. And so, <laughs> yeah. But can you tell our listeners where they can find you or kind of get get more of this hmm. lovely information?
2: Sure thing. Um, my Instagram is at tambeesrd. So first two halves of my name, Tammy Beasley, Tam Bees, RD, would love to see you there. I post um, just all things related, um, anti-diet culture and um, joy of nourishing our bodies again. And certainly have email as well, but you can start with Instagram there. And I really appreciate you guys letting me hang out with you. And um, I hope the the sponge changes the life of everyone who takes a moment to listen to it because it has the potential to do that again like you said Rachel I think it holds hope and bottom line is that's what we need right it's the hope that this is not where it you know that this is not the end point there there is something else oh For sure
1: thank you well thank you Tammy you've been fabulous yes you're welcome thank y'all
0: That's a wrap on this episode of the Bite Size Education Series, and we hope this new information provides you with a more critical lens
1: when you hear mainstream diet culture messaging. You can connect with us on social media, on Instagram at Mom Jeans The Podcast, and feel free to email your own listener questions to Mom Jeans The Podcast at gmail.com.
0: If you love the episode, Please leave us a rating and review on iTunes and recommend
1: the episode to a friend. Sending you the inner strength to accept your jeans with a G and wear the jeans with a J. Bye. This episode of Mom Jeans was produced and edited by Rachel Coleman and Tina LaBoy.
0: Just a reminder, this episode is not a substitute for therapeutic counsel or nutrition
1: advice. Thank you to Jerry DePizzo for the music production.
0: You can find episode information and show notes at www.momjeansthepodcast.com.
1: Follow us on Instagram at momjeanesthepodcast and join the Mom Jeans The Podcast Facebook group to find a community of mamas learning to love their bodies and discussing the episodes. Thank you. Thanks
0: for listening to Mom Jeans. See you next time.